DeAndre. Yesenia. We're back. Always. We're better than ever. It's a it's a morning, and mm-hmm. uh, we woke up hot and steamy for this topic. Definitely hot and steamy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I I'm actually not gonna lie. I've I've kind of been looking. I say this about every episode. But I'm looking forward to this one for a good while because this is a topic uh, I very much like to talk about. <laughs> as as you well know, especially with the boys. I don't know the boys. The boys and I, when we get into this, uh, it 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 um I wouldn't say raises questions or raises eyebrows, but uh, we learn a little bit about each other every time we talk about this subject. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, even outside of our friends, like, this is just a good topic about, you know, for boys in general, uh, for people in general, but like, especially young people. Yeah, best like specifically the young people, especially now with all the politics going around with this type of subject, I think um, a lot of people are going to have to resort to like podcasts to find information like this. So, yeah. And hey, here we are a podcast for information like this who would have thought i mean that's kind of the purpose as to why we started this podcast so (laughs) this topic for sure is one of the ones that we're excited to just present to y'all and have you sit down and relax for the next hour or so uh deandre you want to tell the people what we're talking about today hell yeah everybody stay tuned stick around grab some snacks grab a drink you know the drill uh as we get a little soft boiled and uh, as we take a dive, deep dive, and have a little talk about porn versus reality, coming up next. <laughs> coming up. <laughs> you are now tuned in to the Soft Boiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia, your one-stop shop for all things relationships. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Senia, uh, the topic of porn is a very much hotly debated topic, um, not just from like the porn industry standpoint, but from also a uh, like a sex worker standpoint, even even an adult, I guess you could say adult entertainment uh, aspect. Like let's let's take well we call them dancers now, I guess, but uh, the more I guess colloquial term would be strippers, you know, even mm-hmm. things like that. Those are a very much hotly debated topic. You know, politicians love getting their, their you know, pants in a tizzy about <laughs> about sex and all things involving sex. Even sex education isn't even being taught in schools anymore, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, will drive kids to want to explore and find these things out on their own, which unfortunately can lead them down the path of the rabbit hole or going down the rabbit hole of, you know, discovering porn and then their minds get clouded with with such nonsense because they don't have the context, of course. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's just such a disservice because especially when we talk about politics, like there's a reason why we have a separation between church and state. And that's why our country is not led by church. Well, but we're supposed then, to have it. But let's face it. Yeah, we're supposed <laughs> to have it. Um, and I'm surprised there's not enough like activism. I mean, maybe there is enough, actually. I mean, let me rephrase that. I'm surprised there's not more activism about that separation because our country is for sure being led by religious beliefs, specifically when it comes state to state. And really, like when I think about it, it's it's capitalism. Like the more people that aren't educated about these types of topics, the more like the government benefits from them financially. But it's just such a disservice because when you don't have the education and the knowledge about things like sex, there are, you know, unfortunate consequences. And it really does impact like the lower class and like people of color because we're the ones that end up with that, you know, short stick. Um, But I think when it comes to like sex, obviously I think everyone, and I will be very surprised about the small amount of people who probably don't do this, but like as you get older, you definitely explore your body. You experiment, you know, you, you engage in, you know, intercourse and things like that. Um, but if you're not being talked or taught about like safe sex practices, you're going to get into this loophole and in this belief that what you see on porn is what's real. And I have personally experienced having to educate youth on like porn is not real. And how shocking it is that parents aren't talking about this and 
schools aren't talking about this because it's just it, it can be very dangerous. Yeah, looking back on it now, uh, when I was in middle school, I I distinctly remember going through sex education, and of course, as a as a youth, you don't really take that kind of stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not until you get into like high school and maybe even like out of high school and into college that a lot of that stuff that you kind of like are like laughing at, like how to put on a condom and uh how a vagina works and how your penis works and how other sex organs work like your skin breasts all that kind of stuff uh you start to you actually start to realize oh that stuff actually that stuff did actually kind of help like i still find myself uh obviously i don't know if if did you take sex sex ed in middle school you did okay the earliest education i remember having was um either fourth or fifth grade. Oh, wow. And they they separated the boys from the girls. Mind you, Mm. this is like 2004, 2005-ish. So there were not... No, hold on. Brain needs to work. There wasn't as much of an emphasis on like non-binary, you know, non-heterosexual, like body parts, relationships, things like that. So I didn't really come into understanding like the spectrum of gender up until like middle school. But for sure in elementary school, like a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. And it was very, I mean, obviously I'm sure there were multiple students in my class who were already non-binary and or trans, but it was just not a topic we talked about. So boys got separated from the girls and in the girls class, I remember we learned about periods, how to put on a pad, like tampons, what happens when you have sex. Um, And obviously like very, again, like religion was instilled in this idea too. Um, because I remember like them talking about sex and like, if we were to have sex, it'd be a bad thing. And just being very punitive about what happens when you have sex rather than being informational and educational. Like they already were kind of planting these seeds. Right. And then I took it again in middle school and then again in high school and then again in college. Mm. See, that's crazy. Cause like, when I remember when I took it, they, I know, I know I've, I've always heard that like, yeah, some sex ed, uh, educators and I, and I'm sure that that the school brings in these types of people for that specific purpose to like instill like a fear of yeah. sex in young boys and especially young girls. Uh, like this is what happens when, when you have sex, you're going to get pregnant right off the bat and all that stuff. And they, they kind of like, like you said, they plant that seed of fear in your hearts. Uh, and, don't and have sex missionary style. Don't have sex doggy style. Yeah. Just don't have sex or mm-hmm. you will die. <laughs> they're like they're like abs- they were like preached abstinence and stuff and 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 my educators they sort of did too but they didn't like they didn't preach it but they they were like yeah you know if you just want to avoid stds altogether the only 100 percent surefire way is mm-hmm. abstinence but they were also like but if you're going to have sex these are the diseases you can get these are ways you can protect yourself they were they were actually they were actually like pretty insightful and pretty helpful so i'm actually very grateful uh for the educators that i had in uh, middle school because they didn't make it fearful they didn't make it scary it was it was literally just information they were giving to us uh i distinctly remember one time uh i don't know if they 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 did it to you guys but they called it uh i think they called it woody and it's just a a wooden like cock that Mm. you could like practice putting a condom on like they like later they legit and this is the funniest thing ever i don't think i'll ever forget this it was the funniest thing uh they brought out this, they brought out the thing, I think they call it Mr. Woody or they just called it Woody. It was just a long, uh, like phallic piece of wood <laughs> and it had like a platform at the bottom and it was just a piece oh, of wood goodness. and they, and they, they opened up a fresh condom and they picked, they, they let someone volunteer from the, from the, uh, students to come put, to come put the, the condom on Mr. Woody. Like, and it was teaching you how to put a condom on, right? I mean, yeah. as funny as it sounded as when you're like 14 or whatever, uh i mean you know that's that kind of stuff is important and i i forgot to mention right away off the off off rip uh i i am obviously like sex positive and and so are you uh i'm mm-hmm. i have like no i have no like negative uh, well i don't have too many negative opinions about like the porn industry adult industry all that kind of stuff uh, not at all i'm not i'm not here to be like porn should be banned or anything like that or only fans should be banned or adult entertainment should be banned. I'm not here for any of that. I think all that stuff, I think uh, like, like they say is like sex work is work, all that kind of stuff. I'm here for it. 
you know, I'm here for the your body, your choice stuff, all that kind of stuff. I like I love it. Yeah. It's, it's just really the just... education part that gets yep. lost all the time. And that's yeah. why we have these discussions. Yeah, I we didn't do like a like a Mr. Woody. We just had bananas. And I remember Ooh, the girls being one. very like timid about it, especially when we were in high school. Um, a lot of the girls were timid about it, but we had a professor or a teacher who I remember she was getting like really annoyed that it was just like the guys kind of messing around. And she was like, you know, at some point you're going to get into a situation where a the, a person you're having sex with doesn't have a condom and they might try to convince you to have sex without a condom. And these are the consequences that happen when that when you do that, which is STDs, like accidental pregnancy, and assuming you take the plan B pill, if you can afford it, because, you know, we're teenagers, it's 50 bucks. I think at the time it was like still 40 bucks. Um, might not everyone might not be able to afford that or they don't have the transportation or accessibility to go get one. Right. Let alone having to get through your parents. Um, but they were like really positive maybe that's not even the right word but they were just like women need to learn how to put on a condom and carry condoms um and i i was in high school when i was uh first getting on birth control and even the the woman my like nurse when she was asking me about like contraceptive options she like sat me down and she was like you need to put you know condoms in your purse switch them out don't keep them in hot places make sure that they're protected so no holes can be poked on them and I remember, I love this woman. She was like, if you are ever going to be having sex with a person with a penis. A person with a penis. She was like, inspect the penis. If it's, there's any lumps. I mean, if hey, it smells, she was on or something. Redness. Like she was oh, like yeah. kind of graphic. And she's like, you don't put it in your vagina. You don't put it in your mouth. Don't be putting it around your face. Don't even touch it. Just observe carefully. She's like, the worst thing you can do is say no. Mm-hmm. and they get upset but rather they get upset and you're safe than you be unsafe because you were too scared to say no um oh, yeah, and that's absolutely. that's just something that i carry with me and that's something i tell like the the teens that i work with you know it's like i'm not here to tell you to have sex or not have sex i'm just here to give you the information you do what you will i want you to make an educated choice out of knowledge rather than a choice out of fear no, absolutely. Like <laughs> inspect the penis. Like it's funny inspect you say inspect the penis. It's funny you say that because like I kind of do the same thing with the girls that uh mm-hmm. that I'm with. Like you know, same thing. You know, if it if it doesn't look right, uh, if something looks off, uh, you know, hey, protect. Like you say, protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather hurt somebody's feelings than be stuck with uh medication for the next X amount of weeks or months trying to get rid of some stuff that i caught you know yeah i fuck that shit Ooh, i have a story that i'd be open to sharing about that i love stories um i know we're talking about porn but we're just gonna be talking about i guess all things sex (laughs) in addition to that um so again the reason why it's important to just have boundaries being able to state your boundaries um i had sex with a person when i was in college and I remember, he, like, in the midst of it all, he just started feeling a lot of pain, and I was very confused. Like, in the middle of? Yeah, in the act? middle of intercourse, oh, yeah. Wow. And it was just really weird, but I was like, okay, like, well, we're going to stop. About a week later, he, like, calls me, and he's just, like, going off on me because he had uh, gonorrhea. Mm. And I was freaking out, like... I was like, great. And then he was accusing me of giving it to him. And I was like, you are the first person I've had sex with in like two years. It can't be me. I know it's not me because after I had broken up with my ex before moving, I got tested. Um, so to make a really long story short, he accused me of giving him gonorrhea. And it made me really happy that I chose to utilize a condom because he didn't have one. And I was like, well, we're not doing it until we go get one. Um, so we ended up getting one. Um, I got tested and I was clean and like further showed him that like it couldn't have been from me. But I remember being really like just self-conscious about it and just really shame about it and just feeling really guilty about it too. Because 
it just made me feel like, okay, this is the reason why, like, I shouldn't be having sex. And this is the reasons why, like, I can't, like, just hook up with people randomly. It just, it made me more fearful rather than making me feel proud that I stated my boundaries and I chose to utilize protection. Because then I could have ended up with it, right? And for people who are out there struggling with a current STD and or have given someone an STD or received an STD, like, again, when we talk about stereotypes and, like, the media and politics, like, it really does put that negative connotation. And it's because there's a lack of resources, there's a lack of education, and there's a lack of information. And I don't think there's anything that should be like shameful about it. Like it happened. Let's take care of our bodies. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's communicate. If you do have it and you want to engage in sex with somebody, but you know you have something, just be upfront and honest. Like for me personally, there would be nothing more like appealing than a person who's so honest and willing to be vulnerable. Like, hey, I have this thing. Can we wait until it's cleared? Yeah. And then let's talk about how we can practice safe sex. Um, I think safe sex, I'm a quote Lil Wayne, safe sex is the best sex. Better wear a latex before you get that. I think I'm latex or whatever. Um, and yeah, I just, I just think about that version of myself and I'm like, you know what? Like I, I wish I didn't beat myself up during that time period because I think it, again, I just shamed myself for wanting sex and sex is a part of life it's it's normal to like want to have sex um and that was a, it was a really unfortunate experience yeah i'm gonna circle back to the whole std test thing in a second but uh to like a larger picture staying on that topic sort of uh <clears throat> i think that's also another reason why sex education is very important because they also can teach you about how to and what different ways and like what fluids you know contract uh you know STDs and whatnot, gonorrhea, syphilis, even HIV, mm-hmm. uh, blowing up into AIDS, uh, you know, crabs, you know, things like that. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sex ed also does a very good job of teaching you what these things are, how they're treated, how you can get them, all that kind of stuff. And, and that's, that's a, of course, another thing porn can't teach you, um, mm-hmm. because, Especially when you're at a young age, there's only like, well, at least off off the top of my head that I can think of, there's only like three ways a kid is going to figure out uh, what sex is and how it works and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be the parents, uh, sex ed in schools, and it's going to be porn. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, if you're a young boy, you're going to find you're going to find out porn eventually, whether you learn it in school or whether you learn it through your parents. It's much like playing Grand Theft Auto. At some point, you're going to be exposed to it. You're going to end up playing it. But like we said before, the context is what matters, how things work in reality versus how things look on camera and on film mm-hmm. are very different than how things work. Uh, and I think a lot of, I would probably say every young person, they get that idea in their head of, Oh, my penis goes here, and if I go hard and fast, uh, that mean and that means she likes it. Or if she's making noises, she likes it. And if I do this, then she that means that. And if I do that, that means this. Mm-hmm. When all of that, none of it, um, <laughs> you know, none of it is. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say and say like everything you see on porn is like fake or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm sure some 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 of the dudes and some of the girls are genuinely enjoying themselves and more power to them. But I think at the end of the day, we also need to remember that porn is just like Hollywood. A lot of them are acting. Some of them are very good at what they do. Others, not so much. But the good ones can really make you believe that everything that you're watching is real and genuine, except for the bad scripts, obviously, and the atrocious, quote unquote, acting, I guess you could say, uh, when we're not when they're not having sex. Um, the the quote unquote plot, as some would say. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and even even to your point about getting tested, man, there's a lot of a lot of people seem to think that porn is a very dirty industry, and 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 don't get me wrong, it is, but I, not from like a disease standpoint. Because if, if I'm being completely honest with you, if I was single, I would much rather fuck a porn star than anyone walking the street right now, because you know for a fact they because the simple fact that they all have to be tested mm-hmm. in order in order to even film anything, they have to everything has to be negative. No one mm-hmm. can have, no one can have a hint of anything, mm-hmm. you know? So 
people like to throw that around of, oh, you know, this girl's been, she's been ran through, you know, that thing seemed Again, a stereotype, patriarchy, that sense of like, women are not allowed to enjoy sex. Right. Like that, 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 you know, that vagina seemed more cocks in a chicken coop or something like that. You know what I mean? Like all that shit. But in reality, man, they, they're, they're, they're more tested than you are. Yep. You know, like you were saying, uh, people don't like to get tested because it makes them feel bad and it makes them feel icky. And I get it. It it's not a I wouldn't even I, it shouldn't be a bad feeling like you were saying to go get tested and just be genuine and honest, even to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you're if you're honest with yourself, then you can be honest to other people. And if, if a porn star can do it, not, I guess it's because it's their job that they have to do it. But like if they can do it, you can. Because they have to do it to make a living. You have to do it to keep other people's, uh, or not even other people. You have to do it to keep your partners safe. Yeah. I think, like, what, 2016, maybe? I remember Netflix had a documentary about amateur porn stars. I think I watched that. or I think I watched, like, some some porn documentary on Netflix, like, a long time ago. I think I don't know. Well, then, is it the one where the girl got, like, um, her, like, a lubricant gland got like infected or inflamed and she had to get like surgery she had to get it drained because she was uh, having this might be a, this might be a different one okay so i remember that sounds awful though yeah well again that's that's kind of what happens when your body's just like kind of overusing something which it mm-hmm. happens right it's a natural thing but i remember kind of watching that documentary and being really like shocked about how safe and careful they are because again the media doesn't show you that porn stars are safe and careful because how bad would it be if one person with like syphilis is just having sex with all these people like Mm -hmm. just spreading it you know and then it results in a lot of death and it results in a lot of sickness and shame and i think when it comes to porn like yes it's a lot of like fantasy it's a lot of fiction not to say that they're not having fun right not to say that they're not enjoying themselves um but it's it's for that like bigger fantasy of the everyday person and i think when it comes to like the youth right now a lot of well we're 2023 there's porn everywhere on instagram on twitter it's more accessible now than it has ever been it's crazy ever been and like our generation grew up with the internet so we're like adapting as we go versus like kids nowadays and like teenagers nowadays like they've always had it so it's, it's it's very different but it's really important just to remind y'all that like porn is very constructed um mm-hmm. and if you are someone that watches porn to like masturbate that's that's great if you are using it to reenact like really just talk to your partner and communicate during sex um and if you are someone who is on the receiving end of something and you don't like something while you're having intercourse like try to find some courage to like say something about it because what happens is when people don't speak up they don't state their likes they don't communicate it ends up feeling really uncomfortable and having uncomfortable sex can spiral into shame and guilt and i know a lot of people well i don't know about now but i know a lot of folks that felt like they were essentially like and you know just to kind of give like a trigger warning um a lot of people I know had uncomfortable sex and felt like they were raped and we would dive into it to talk about it. And I'm like, well, there's a big difference between having just like really shitty sex that like just sucked. And then obviously being sexually assaulted. But again, when you don't have the knowledge and the education to talk about the, yeah, sometimes sex is really shitty. You're not going to know the difference uh, because you just feel that guilt and that shame. Um, And I'm not talking about the, the more brutal versions of sexual assault. I'm talking about the ones that kind of go unnoticed of like, you said no, or maybe you didn't say no, but you didn't want to. Or like, in the midst of it all, you decided to change your mind. Like those moments where people really question themselves. Because um, again, there's there's a spectrum of, of sexual assault and the levels of, you know, violence that goes with that. Um, but it's not always what we see on like TV. Sometimes like you're in the midst of it with, a partner and you change your mind and you start to say no or you want to say no and you just didn't know how to um and yeah so i think it's just really important to like talk about it i mean that's the biggest thing that i can 
really emphasize on this podcast and on this episode specifically. Um, but there was something else that I wanted to say. And when it comes to porn and like teenage boys, because I worked at a middle school before. Oh my goodness. I knew which boys were watching porn based on the stupid sounds that they would make in class. Like they would fake <laughs> moan or they oh would know like god. porn star names. And I'm like, oh my god. Having conversations with boys about porn and sex is probably the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done because they're just like not taking it seriously. But I'm like thinking about those boys now. They're like in high school. I think they're like junior, senior year now. Um, and I'm just like, oh, I hope if anything that they're just having safe sex and not thinking porn is still real. You know, it's uh, it's crazy that you say that because um, I, I, when I started having sex, I kind of used porn as like a tool to help me get better at sex. Um, because yeah, like you said, uh, it is a, it is constructed it, mm-hmm. and it helps, it helps people play out fantasies. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this crazy trend of stepmother and stepbrother and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what's going COVID. on. <laughs> yeah. That's that COVID stuff, man. Whew, they really kick people's asses for some reason. Um, but uh, I would I would sort of use porn as a tool to help me get better at sex, especially when I started having sex more frequently. Mm-hmm. I would I would, you know, watch porn. Sure, to masturbate, obviously, but I would also be like this kind of may sound geeky or nerdy. I'd be kind of paying attention to be like, all right, what positions would I maybe like or what positions maybe I should try out? You know what I mean? And I would just try them out willy nilly, um, kind of like how you were saying, uh, you know, make sure your partner is consenting to, you know, everything, you know, and make sure that they're enjoying it as much as me, all that kind of stuff. Like even in the midst of sex, uh, when girls, even if it's just a random girl that I've never met before or whatever, and we're just having sex, you know, for like the first or second or third time or whatever, I would always throughout it. And this may sound, this may sound like tedious and some people may find it annoying, but I think it's okay to do this personally. I would always be asking like, are you okay with this? Do you like that? Do you want more of this? Am I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, be like, I wouldn't be at the end and be like, all right, what's my grade? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I would just make sure along the way that they're, that they're comfortable with this position or if I put my finger here or if I lick you there or if I touch you there, you know, I'd make sure everything was okay. And then if I felt, you know, things were, you know, flowing the way that I, uh, that we like, then maybe, you know, I'll, I'll tap into my, my little tapestry of, uh, sex positions and then be like, all right, <laughs> I've never done this before, but I'm going to fucking try it. Here we go. I'm gonna put your leg up here and we're going to go for a ride, you know, type of shit. Um, yeah, I think the ongoing grabbing of consent is probably a really good thing because, you know, sometimes, especially like if it's more of quote unquote a random hookup, I think people change their mind in the middle and they don't know how to verbalize that. Yeah, exactly. So, or they might not be as uh, sexually explorative. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to, you know, keep getting consent, not just for the act itself, but like, like you said, positions, grabbing, touching, things like that. Um, it kind of, okay, this is going to be really weird. It kind of reminds me of when I go to the gynecologist and you know i i get my my pap smears and you know when things just feel different my i i feel like us as women just know when we're off so i make doctor's appointments um but i remember one time i i had a doctor who literally asked me for consent for like every single movement and i loved it because um as some self-disclosure i have experienced um sexual assault in the past and not to say I'm hypervigilant around it anymore. I think I've processed and healed and like moved forward from it all. But there's some instances where things still kind of get me or like surprise me. And so having that doctor like really like, okay, like I'm going to put my hand on your knee. Now I'm moving my hand closer to you. I am using this instrument and then explains what the instrument does and how they're going to utilize it. And then they give me like a countdown, like take a deep breath. Is this still okay? I mean, that's their job. But it made me realize how safe I was with that specific doctor. And she's still my doctor till this day. I won't go to anybody else. Um, and even before, I had a I had a guy doctor, a guy gynecologist. And that's, I always think guys who get into gynecology is a little weird. But that's just me. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of agree also. But then again, at the same time, have- it's, I'm, uh, I don't mean to cut you off. But like, I think 
I think it's a little weird, but at the same time, it's like I he can't be getting into it knowing he's just going to be touching licking guy vaginas all day because there are times where you are seeing these women in their vaginas at the worst, and that's not what a guy wants to see. So he, I don't, he must genuinely care. He must genuinely like the money because you know no guy is gonna want to go down there and like you know see some some sights. You know what I mean? True. Um. Now that I think about it, I need to, I don't remember if my, my woman gynecologist has a second person in the room with me, but I remember when I had a guy gynecologist, we had like a, a female nurse in the room with me also looking at my hoo-ha. That, that, um, I think that might be normal. I think I've heard that being like a, a I know that's a practice. thing just to, yeah, that's, that's best practice. Um, anyway, it just made me realize how much that's something I appreciate in my intimate relationships. Um, because you know, like sometimes i get really bad anxiety um previously i used to be really shamed i would shame myself i would say about uh like intimate moments with partners so i think that just getting consent and continuously getting consent is not a bad thing it might be tedious and it might be annoying but would you rather have a person who really enjoys having sex with you or be put on the shit list yeah, man, at the end of the day, just, you know, I think to me, the name of the game and everybody's different. The name of the game is, is just to have fun. Yeah. You know, um, fuck, I just had a point about that. Yeah, whatever. I'm sure it's gonna, it'll come to me in like five minutes when it's not even relevant anymore. I know I but, had a point earlier and I completely lost it. <laughs> um, But I did want to uh, kind of going back to what you were talking about, the teenage boys thing. Uh, and them watching porn it is uh, just to lighten the mood for a little bit uh it is always uh interesting um whenever whenever the topic of porn gets brought up in like groups and whatnot how all the guys just sort of like light up and they start going on tangents of like what they grew up watching who are their favorite porn stars uh oh this girl had the best ass and oh man the rack on this chick was fucking like <laughs> and if i'm and if i'm being kind of honest like i think porn can really shape uh what kind of girls or what kind of women guys will eventually end up liking (laughs) you know uh especially like the younger you are especially like it's like kind of like what you're first exposed to as Mm a as as a youngster you're like uh, because i who was the first point i think one one of my friends uh showed me uh a porn site once and I don't remember the the first video he showed me. He was just showing it because he he was he was one of those guys that were like, oh, I just watch porn to laugh and all that kind of stuff. Because he would mm-hmm. be laughing at the absurdity of all the fake moans and all that kind of stuff. And then I remember the website he showed me, so I just kind of delved deep on my own. And then I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Uh, mm-hmm. And I remember the first the first porn star that I ever really called like my my favorite was uh <laughs> was like Rachel Star. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, this is kind of cool. And then it just sort of like spiraled from there and everything. Now I don't even like nowadays I like if I ever would have look up porn, I don't even I don't even look look her up anymore. It's fucking crazy. Like, you know, your tastes change over time or whatnot. And it's always interesting to hear uh different uh or like my friends' perspectives on like who they watched, who they grew up with, uh mm-hmm. what kinds of, you know, porn uh because i man there's one there's one of our friends he uh he can only watch uh how do you say like the wildest stuff like normal normal sex just doesn't do it for him anymore mm-hmm. you know he has to one it, of our friends yeah oh yeah yeah you know exactly you know who it is too um well it may not be obvious but if i type his name you'd be like oh uh but yeah, he can only watch. He he he's like very big into like hentai and you know all this like weird weird stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I I say weird, but like it's not you know it's pretty normal to him now, I guess. But like it's just different. Yeah, and I think uh, that stuff also plays a part into porn. Also, very much plays a part into like desensitizing people to seeing stuff um, to the point where like like I've heard stories of people literally can't get hard anymore unless they're having like threesomes or you know they're they're like in a cuckold situation or something mm-hmm. uh and i think those kind of those kind of things uh 
let, let me let me backtrack. Uh, like for example, I used to not like threesome porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had my first threesome, or I've had well, and then I started having multiple threesomes, and then I started watching um threesome porn again. Going back to the sex making me a better uh, or sex or porn making me better at sex. I mm-hmm. then I like retro retrospectively went back to watching threesome porn, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, I could try this, I could try that, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, fuck. Oh god, the train! The train's off the rails now. <laughs> I hella had a. F- I was going somewhere with that, and I just completely. But uh, you were... something about desensitization along <laughs> those lines. Something like that. Um, we'll get back to it. Um, yeah, I think when it comes to, I I know a few a few fellas who have come to me who have. Sought my advice. Let me use those words better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's watch our wordplay there. Um, because they just felt like they're either watching too much porn and just can't rise to the occasion for their partners, or in the midst of the heat of the moment, you're about to have sex with somebody, they can't. Excuse me, they can't rise to the occasion and just being like concerned about it. And then I think that goes to just like the anxiety piece, like you're overthinking it. So then it's all in your head and then you're not focused on the moment anymore. You're in your head. Um, and I think sometimes people might just kind of like overdo it. Um, and I think everyone's different too. So just really like learning yourself and knowing yourself. Um, but I think that can be like a negative impact from porn is just you're really turned on and you're like getting off to these videos but when it comes down to like the real life moment it might not be as enticing or it might not be as fulfilling not to say you don't think the person's hot or you're not feeling them or whatever but like the reality of sex sometimes isn't as grand or this big fantasy like porn can be um and i think when it comes to those types of situations um, just kind of like taking a step back and like making sure like your body is healthy, specifically for men. Cause I know that's like a big blow to men's ego is like not rising to the occasion. Um, oh, absolutely. It's like, it's like half of men's personalities is tied to <laughs> their fucking penis. It's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, just being able to like check on yourself and like, if you're having concerns, go to the doctor, like have conversations with your doctor about it. Um, being able to just. Maybe take a break from like sexual intimacy to work on your physical and your mental health. And then having converse again, communication, right? Having conversations with your partner about what's happening. So maybe they can help you. Sometimes you got to spice things up and try something new. And if you have a partner who's willing, and hopefully you do, you'll be able to enjoy and like have fun again. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Variety is a spice of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, much like there's all different kinds of sex you can have. There's all different kinds of porn out there. Uh, shit. I mean, honestly, I I would just you know use just use porn to your advantage and not hurt you. Because Lord knows, uh, I know I've been in a situation. I think it's only happened to me once where where I was like way into the girl and everything, but like. I just couldn't, I, I, no, hold on, let me, no, yeah, that was right, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't finish, mm-hmm. that was the problem, uh, and I don't, and I got, like, way in my head about that, uh, I, I was, like, beating myself up over it, because we had sex maybe, like, three or four times, and every single time, it just couldn't, you know, things yeah. just, it just would not go in my head, like, like fucking go like it's fucking go time right now you know what i mean like we're in the middle of it and i was like all right and now you know what i mean almost like a trigger but like nah it just it just no. w- would not now. <laughs> exactly right like all right we've been here we've been here for two hours now let's go you know what i mean uh but uh oh that's the point i was gonna i was gonna make too while you were uh while you're talking about it is uh yeah sex or porn porn glamorizes sex so much 
where uh, like you like how we've been saying everyone looks like they're having fun and having a good time all this that, and the other but you don't really understand what goes uh behind it no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say what goes into it but then that didn't make sense either so i pivoted but the pivot didn't work either uh because yeah because uh for sex is work man for men and women like don't get it twisted guys like you don't have to be the one doing all the work uh you know there are positions for for women to you know ride them cowboy all that kind of stuff you know they can they can get their backs into it too it ain't this ain't this isn't just a one-man show over here it takes two to tango um but yeah sex is work man it's shit's sometimes it's hard <laughs> you know sometimes you don't got the courage it's you don't, a workout yeah you don't got the courage you don't got the strength for it in the beginning but you got you got to dig deep and find it somewhere you know what i mean <laughs> and dig and the, oh my god I, I this is just this is hard. sorry this is this is difficult <laughs> it's trying to <laughs> you were gonna say this is hard and i, I was, was gonna be like that's what she said i was but i had to stop myself because we were gonna go down that anyway (laughs) here's a game that y'all can play uh while you're listening to this podcast maybe you have to re-listen to it or maybe we could just edit this and put it at the beginning every time you hear a sexual innuendo or like a pun you take a shot (laughs) yeah (laughs) jesus christ uh viewers are gonna die of alcohol poisoning please do not drink and drive drink responsibly you must be 21 (laughs) and over to drink any alcohol beverage but uh oh yeah and uh another thing i was gonna say uh while i was saying that um uh, it's like also there's there are certain smells that mm-hmm. you may not be familiar with or you're just gonna have to get used to you know like what does a vagina smell like what does a vagina taste like what is you know you're gonna be putting your nose in your mouth in places that you know you've never been you've never explored before and and uh everyone tastes and smells different so it's like you know that's it's just one of those things you just gotta I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to, but like, you know, like I said, most of the courage yeah. up for, you know, that, that reminds me. Cause I, you, I had a train of thought earlier and I lost it, but you just reminded me, uh, talking about quote unquote weird interest. And then also this idea of like what porn can, it can't teach you. So I had a friend who had a client who asked, like, you know, my parents are super religious, they won't talk to me about sex, and I want to have sex with this person, blah, blah, blah. And I obviously didn't know this. Well, not obvious, but I just didn't know this, but I think it's actually kind of cool. I don't know if this has always been a thing, but I know some porn websites, at least like Pornhub, for example, they do actually have, like, more educational videos now. Um, And I don't know if that was always the case, but, like, I remember my friend was telling me like, cause you know, she was like, okay, let me try to find some resources for my client. So she kind of like explored and some videos popped up. And I think something that's really cool is like when it comes to figuring out your own body or figuring out the, another person's body is there's videos on that, but just being really mindful that sometimes they don't teach you about this thing. Like with media right now, Again, I think we bash social media all the fucking time. We need to do an episode on it. But, like, social media and, like, just media in general will really just make it seem like women are supposed to be, like, squeaky clean and hairless and taste like water. And, like, we have to smell like roses and champagne or flowers or whatever. And that's just, like, so bullshit. It's very patriarchal. And... It's just not the case. Like, every single person has their own scent. We all have our own taste. Also, like, people with, like, female anatomy, we ovulate and we have discharge and it tastes differently at different times of the month. Like, the one person can have different tastes at different days of the month. And the consistency is different and the thickness is different. And, like, it's related to our health and, like, our pH balance. And... There are some people out there that think that's gross and they're like, ew, you stink or you smell weird or you taste funny. And I'm like, what the fuck you think I'm gonna taste like? <laughs> like what do you like what do you think people taste like? Yeah, you know, and taste like a bag of Cheetos down there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I know I eat a lot of hot Cheetos, <laughs> um, but still, like, there's this like fake uh narrative out there of like just tasting good. 
Um, and a lot of that, a lot of our, our body fluids is related to what we put into our body. So if you're drinking and consuming a lot of sugars and a lot of like fats and high sodiums, you're probably going to excrete that, whether it's your sweat, it's your saliva, it's your breath, uh, your discharge, your semen, your poop, your pee, like it's, it's a thing. But if you have a more balanced diet and, or have like a more uh, quote unquote healthy, because everyone's versions of health is different. Um, healthy is different. Uh, it's going to come out in the way that you excrete bodily fluid. So the idea of you are what you eat type of thing, right? Um, so that's the first point that I wanted to make. And the second point is, uh, Deandra, earlier you were saying how some of, or one of our friends has like these quote unquote weird interests. I think that's also another thing that I feel like uh, kind of gets on my nerves when it comes to like porn and maybe like thinking about masturbation and stuff is because I think everyone has their own interests, but because we have this stereotype of like what's quote unquote normal, everything outside of normal is just weird and people are disgusting. Like, why is it okay for like people to use like vibrators and dildos, but it's not okay for other people to use like, what are they called? The the penis suckers and Oh, uh, 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 flashlights, flashlights and things like that. Like, why is it more normalized for one group of people to be using one type of toy, but not for other people using other type of toys? I think if you want to masturbate and want to use toys, you should go ahead and do so. Like, Hell that's yeah, your body. Exactly. And, you know, I'm, and I'm thinking more of the stereotypical quote unquote men with penises, um, like six cis males. Um, utilizing like blow up dolls or just utilizing more of the like sucking motion type of toys, but they get like a bad rap or considered like creeps. But like if a woman identifying person utilizes like a dildo, it's hot. Like the double standard there, I hate it. Yeah, people are into what they're into, and you shouldn't knock people because they have a certain type of sexual exploration side of them, and it's different from yours um that did make me think of a meme uh when I, it was a meme i seen like years ago it was a uh, something along the lines of uh man no wonder no wonder most of y'all women can't get off because some of y'all got so like some women have just normal dildos but you want to take a jackhammer to your shit or something like that and yeah. i'd be like damn like i mean hey that's kind of true though like some 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 girls they need the they need the dildos with the with that spin and vibrate and you know they got like a jackhammer action going on there and they got the clitoral stimulation and all that kind of stuff maybe you got one that's got like one that goes in the pooper up in the bag i don't know like i, I don't know shit they're make they're, they're coming up with all these fucking crazy inventions like it's hard to keep up with now but lord knows what's out there i now. mean like, i feel like if you have a clitoris you might need it because some people do not know how to find the clitoris <laughs> Man, majority of people don't know how to find the clitoris man much uh going back to that sex education man like uh and i get it like sex ed can't teach you everything and there are some things that uh that you know you will just have to learn uh in the field so to speak but it, i i think also another half of that that we haven't talked about yet is uh listening listening goes a long way <laughs> to mm -hmm. your partner's bodies wants and needs and things like that uh you know, if if they're not if they're not being stimulated in the way that uh, they want, a, a good partner at least will you know help you out in the long run. Um, they'll they'll put your hand uh, where they want it to go. Um, you know, they'll and then they'll they'll motion they'll motion things to you of like, oh, I want this, or <clears throat> can you do that to me? all that kind of stuff uh mm -hmm. you know listening listening just goes a long way to not just uh not just being educated but actually taking the education to heart and putting it into practice yep because for the love of god i it, it's it still blows my mind that you know like you were saying guys don't know where the uh <laughs> what the clit is where it is all that kind of stuff it's absolutely it's kind of infuriating i'm like jesus christ guys <laughs> Like you call yourselves like studs and all this kind of stuff, but like you don't know how to get a woman off. It's crazy. Not that I'm yep. not, not that I'm sitting here going to say like I'm like a sex guru or anything like that, but like, like uh, it's, you know, I 
Yeah. And again, a big difference between porn and like reality. And again, I'm not trying to like bash the porn industry at all. Porn can be a guide. It can be a reference. It can spice up your life. Um, but, you know, a big yeah, thing great. that that porn kind of portrays is like, my pants are off. Here's my penis. Now you're wet. Like, boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the instant, like the instant, you know, drop of a hat, you know. Yes. We're, we're and, ready. And often that is not the case. Not to say that there aren't people out there like that, for sure. And that's not the case for a lot of people. Um, some people need a lot more like intimacy. And I don't mean like physical intimacy. I mean like emotional intimacy. Some people need a lot of foreplay. Other people like, you know, like communication when for the foreplay. Other people like the touching. Some people like toys. Some people don't ever have orgasms. Like I know a lot of, not a lot. I know a handful of women um who have never had an orgasm and i'm like you're just missing out um and actually one of those people has never masturbated before at least what she has told me she's never masturbated before um which can go back to you know again like learning yourself learning your body how are you going to direct someone to do what you like if you don't know what to if you don't know what you like but i also understand that some people might be a little timid um and then I also think, like, if you don't want to have sex with yourself, why would somebody want to have sex with you? Mm -hmm. But that's also a bias, and I feel like that portrays a negative, uh, like, message. So I'm also going to, you know, take a step back from that. But I think when it comes to the actual heat of the moment, you're ready to, like, be in the throes. It looks, the, the, the idea of getting ramped up and getting turned on and all of that stuff is different for everybody. So just see what you like learn about what you like um and also setting those hard boundaries of what you don't like yeah the sex industry is not the end all be all be educated educate yourself educate your partners if they don't if they don't know um if they don't know the right info or they need access to the right info guide them it's never it's not a it's not something to be ashamed of if you don't know um you just don't know things, you know, mm -hmm. being ignorant um, and it's not being ignorant is not an excuse anymore, especially we have the world at our fingertips. If you want to find something, you can look it up in a matter of seconds. <clears throat> yeah. Everything's literally at the palm of our hands now. Yeah. Which is wild. Now, uh, like we've been saying, we're, we're all for the sex industry, adult industry, all that kind of stuff, porn, everything, you know. At the end of the mm -hmm. day, if you want to use it as a tool to help you, go for it. Uh, if you want to use it as a tool to mistreat your partners and just try things out, uh, shame on you. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Now, uh, yeah. now, uh, <laughs> this might this might take a left turn, but uh, uh, how how do we feel? How do we feel about OnlyFans? Because I know that that's also become like a very a very prominent platform also in addition to you know paid sites like Pornhub and Brazzers all that kind of stuff now we've got literally everybody anybody can I shouldn't say become a porn star because just because you make an OnlyFans if you sucking dick or getting fucked or you know masturbating in public that doesn't make you an adult uh I guess it, I guess it kind of maybe makes you an adult entertainer but it doesn't make you a part of the adult industry uh you know it's it's a hit or miss i've never really seen things on OnlyFans other than like what gets posted on like instagram i don't have twitter um so it's very confined to what's acceptable on instagram um as someone who used to sell her used socks there's a market and when there's a market there's people who are going to pay and if people want to empower themselves to make a few extra doll her doll hers doll hairs, doll hairs to pay bills to make a living by all means like i don't care like the thing about it is again a patriarchal society created a market for it and people are just taking advantage of that so i sold used socks back on ebay uh in the good old ebay days where like amazon didn't really exist like that um or at least it wasn't as known to help myself pay for college um 
And because of that, I didn't have to take out loans. And because of that, I didn't have to like suffer and go through like a tough hardship. Like, yeah, I still kind of went through it, but it financially, like I was okay. Um, you know, sometimes like I think about it cause I'm like, damn, like an OnlyFans probably would be cool. But now that I'm going into like social work and stuff, obviously like that's not a yeah, market that I can a- get into, <laughs> yeah. um, at all. So you know, I sometimes kind of get envious of people who have that courage and have the confidence to do so because there's a market for it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why some, especially like, again, politics, right? Like congressmen and senators get hella mad about shit like that. But, you know, damn well, they're paying for hella of those people's fucking OnlyFans. Y'all are paying college tuitions to keep that shit with the NDAs and stuff. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you went that route because I was going to sort of say the same thing, like like porn sort of empowers people. um, And now that that power, that empowerment has been put into the hands of like, you know, regular everyday average Joes like you and me to the point where, yeah, you can, you know, pay your college tuition or, you know, you can pay pay a couple bills uh, if you need a little side hustle, you know, that kind of shit. Like you you said you sold your used socks. Ain't no problem with that shit. If I could sell my used socks, I man i would i would be running i would be a fortune 500 company by myself right god damn it fucking i told i told my girlfriend like hey if you ever want to sell feet pics or whatever you know sell whatever i don't give a fuck (laughs) that's that's money right there you know what i mean you want to you want to pay for dinner one night hey here you go 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 uh hop on hop on such and such website sell this feet pic to whatever the fuck dip it in peanut butter if you need to <laughs> you know what i mean like you're there with the lighting and everything to hell, help her hey listen hell, hell yeah if she needs the if she needs uh you know the lighting the setup the good she if she wants if she needs a dslr camera you know what i mean like shit i'm here for it it's you funny know? that you mentioned that so when i was with my ex um i used to have uh, the WhatsApp. I mean, I still kind of have it for my family in Mexico, but I don't use it like that. But on my WhatsApp, this guy hit me up saying that he was looking for like a sugar baby and blah, blah, blah. And he would be paying me like whatever amount of money um, for like, I don't know, conversations or for uh, texting, whatever. So he gave me like a like a price every week, right? And so I talked to my ex about it because I was like showing him. And I was like, do you think this is a scam? It for sure was a scam. Let me just start there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, in the slight chance that this is real, like, would you be okay with it? He was like, you do what you want. And I guess also some part of me probably wanted him to get a little jealous and be like, nah, fuck that. Like, you're just mine. Uh, but he just wasn't like that. So we talked about it and we set like really clear boundaries and we were like really like all right like yeah like do this and he you know he just wanted to choose out of it like yeah you'll take me on trips and take me on dates and stuff um so i like inquired about it but then it became a scam of like well send me 50 dollars so i know it's real and i'm like ah uh, yeah. like get my hopes up for nothing yep. um but it was kind of cool because it's like if someone just wants you to send titty pictures with out your face and like feet pictures and maybe like the occasional phone call and the occasional like text as long as i didn't meet with them in person i didn't show my face with like nudes or whatever then like my my partner at the time was like cool with it um i would have never probably sent him my own nudes i probably would have found nudes on the internet and sent him those um or like on tumblr because i still have my tumblr and there's always nudes on tumblr um just make it consistent right uh so in that respects it's kind of cool to have to have had a partner that been like yeah i'm down um and like i said there's a market for it so as long as someone's getting some type of benefit it reminds me of when girls go out with their boyfriends and another guy hits on them and like wants to buy them drinks and how some guys get really mad and other guys are like hell yeah someone's paying for our drinks all night that means i don't have to pay for him um that's me right there (laughs) That's totally me. <laughs> Hell yeah, oh, I ain't yeah. paying for shit. No, I some would... other suckers doing it. You damn, damn right. right. Shit, I would pay. For... I would have an OnlyFans. Fuck, man, absolutely. I would absolutely have one. That is money right there. That is I easy see money. you having an OnlyFans. Oh, I'd be good at it too, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, but you're and all your costumes. Oh fuck yeah, 
<laughs> but Isenia, uh we are it's about that time yet again. It's about that time. Wow, that was a little spicy one. Yeah. It's uh, a little spicy bowl of ramen. Mm-hmm. Hey, we like we like spicy. A little medium level spicy, not not too spicy. I like to taste yeah. it. I like to taste the broth a little bit. A good medium spice level. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, yeah. folks, I want to applaud you if you are still listening and have gotten this far. Um, again, really just to reiterate what DeAndre had mentioned earlier in the episode. We're not here to talk shit about porn. We're not here to talk shit about anything. We are just saying that education and knowledge can be so powerful. And it's unfortunate the state of our country is really trying to limit and pretty much do away with a lot of that knowledge and education. Um, but there's reasons why we have doctors. The internet literally has everything. Um, ask your parents if you are still at the age where you have to ask your parents for things. Uh, my older folks, talk to your friends. Friends can also be a really good point of resource. Um, just making sure that you are consenting, you are having fun, and you are being safe. Um, that's really the message we wanted to get across today. So we thank you for staying here and listening to this spicy little episode of Soft Boiled. It has been a great pleasure. Your hostess with the mostess. My name is Yesenia. I'm Dean. And this is Soft Boiled. Deuces. Do, 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 do.